Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPentino. So glad you could be with us today. Uh, I'm real excited about our, our, our guest today. Um, just an incredible person I think you're going to love. Uh, our guest today is an executive coach with over 20 years of leadership experience in both the public and private sectors. Uh, her journey began uh, as a chef and a manager in hospitality, and, and that career led into a career in the defense industry. And we're going to find out about how that all happened and what that's all about here uh, shortly. From Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, welcome Amy Parker. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Neil. It's really great to be here. Well, thank you very much. I've always wanted to say from our nation's capital. It's just, you know, oh, yeah. it's so cool. I just love it. I love to be able to do that. So, um, you know, you're having some weather up there right now, I would imagine, huh? Just I've been watching the news a little bit and, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of, I, I know it kind of changes a little. I used to work uh, for a company out of Falls Church, Virginia, so it wasn't too far away from you and uh, a wonderful place if you stay off the beltway. So, you know. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, looking over your your um, your profile, um, one of the things that kind of caught my eye, and this is not really business related, but I, I love the fact that you have a wonderful background. But something that really caught my eye is that you enjoy life by dancing to groovy beats. So um, yes. I, I'm sorry, I had to call you out on that one. Uh, you're going to have to explain that a little bit and tell us a little bit about Amy Parker, if you would. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you again. It's, um, so the Groovy Beats part, uh, working for the Department of Veterans Affairs after being bitten by both the coaching and learning and development bug, I wanted a sign off for my emails around always learning. And uh, your listeners and you may be familiar with uh, the military services, different services, all have a semper saying, a Latin saying. The most uh, mm-hmm. recognizable would be for the Marines, the semper fi, semper fidelis, sure. uh, for always faithful. And I thought, oh, what, what could it be? And so just putting it into the Google machine, what's Latin for yeah. I'm always learning? And when semper disco came back, I thought this is too good to be true <laughs> because, you know, leadership happens in the body, Right. Learning is not just connected to your head. It has to really be something we kind of take in on a cellular level for it to stick. And yeah, keeping with my a value that I also have around fun, I thought this is this is too good to be true. And the the root is um, now I did not take Latin. That was my mom um, who who helped me with uh, learning some Latin, um, but a little bit of Italian. So I think it's the dicere is maybe how you would say it. The root relates to discernment, which I thought, oh, my goodness, because that's a big part of how we learn as well is discerning sure. things. So it was just too good to be true. And I just that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like God said you had to you know it's or buts about it. So what kind of I mean, like the groovy, do you really dance to groovy beats? Is there like a, a particular groovy beat you like to dance to? <laughs> well, particularly disco, because I would double dog dare anyone. If we turned on some disco to sit still right now, it's just oh my it's gosh. not meant to be, right? Well, I'm I'm going to look for disco inferno right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. I have, I have been known to start or end meetings with some well chosen disco uh, because the, the other thing that I really think is there are a lot of lessons in song in music across the eras and things that could really. Uh, you know, speak to you in a moment that can be very helpful. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Now, you have an interesting journey. I was looking at your background and I mean, you are highly educated. MBA from the Citadel, BA from Johnson and Wales, um, University of North Carolina. And then um, you took some time, maybe do a little executive, <laughs> uh, executive, uh, senior executive yeah. training, which uh, I mean, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Uh, but your journey began as a chef and manager in hospitality, which then in turn, um, you you migrated somehow into uh, the defense industry. How did that all come about? Well, so uh, cooking was always a passion. There's even a picture of me, I think, at three standing up on a chair stirring some chocolate pudding. Um, so my, I, you know, can thank my mom and other, um, my, and my grandfather for really pulling me into wanting and loving cooking. And I went to Johnson and Wales in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, when the university was there and knew that I wanted to continue my education journey. I wasn't done with a BA. I wanted to keep going or BS. Um, and so the University of Charleston is Citadel and the colleges. So the Citadel has the business school. So, you know, and that has a, a strong military affiliation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when I knew I wanted to transition um, from hospitality, I wanted to, to see if I had some business chops um, being in the Washington area because that's where I grew up. That's also mm -hmm. where, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a military precedence. A little bit, yeah. A <laughs> uh, little bit. So it was, it was an interesting, you know, it was like, huh, I, I feel like I could try this. I think that might maybe define how I've made some seemingly hard left turns in my career that just, they were like, yeah, like, yeah, let me try this. Let me see how I like it. So strange, but a lot of fun as well. A lot of opportunity mm -hmm. to learn. Well, fantastic. So you worked for, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all this. You worked for the Navy, the Pentagon, uh, yes. the Department of Veteran Affairs, and now yes. you are an executive coach, a senior executive coach, and you're working with people to help them with their leadership skills. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, exactly. So uh, as a, I think, huge um benefit to the senior executives at the Department of Veterans Affairs, they provide executive coaches to new executives. And so it was through my my coach, my first ever coach, I mean, when I didn't even know what, what was this coaching thing we were even talking about. And she said, I'm going to help you. And I was like, because I'm new at yeah. this and I really need a lot of help. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, so it was it was through working with her and just the absolute energy and then possibility and investment um, in really being thoughtful about leadership that bit me kind of as a bug and and pulled me into coaching and learning and development as well. Really finding my passion and purpose. Uh, both through that experience and then taking coaching training around what I, my life purpose to spark a passion in others around learning. And that's been consistent even before I knew what I was doing with it. For instance, I would volunteer to, you know, teach cooking classes to middle schoolers. Most people go <gasps> middle schoolers, but I love them. <laughs> they, they were fantastic. They're just old enough to be sarcastic and still young enough to be darling. <laughs> in my mm, opinion. Yeah, so I really, yeah. I really loved that. So 
been my journey so far. I love it. Fantastic. So in your uh, business now, in your in your um, uh, executive coaching business, what, who's a typical client for you? Um, who would who are the clients that you are working with now? Uh, types of clients. You don't have to name names if you don't want to. But sure. uh, and, and who would be a, a, an ideal client for you moving forward? So I've been very fortunate to work with mid to senior level government executives in both while I was uh, as an internal coach before I retired from the government. Um, so in, in HR, human resources, and in IT, in, um, in financial management, um, as well as healthcare administration. So that's been very rewarding. And then more recently now, um, you know, kind of outside of the government, private sector e- executives, um, mid to, to senior level executives too, those that are really, uh, you know, searching for, um, you know, what should their next steps be? Um, how to maybe consider all of the factors that should go into a next step and not making the wrong next step. In other words, you no, know, this, you know, sometimes, sometimes maybe the pressure to go up, 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 up is not in keeping with all of their values where they right. currently are. So I love to explore that. Um, a lot of work with clients around um, the fulfillment that they would like to have. A perspective and um, in other words taking on different perspectives for what they're experiencing and mm-hmm. how they want to be in relationship with their own teams in their own life and also accountability because that's that's really the beauty that's what I took a lot of from my coach I was very fortunate that she was very good at holding me accountable <laughs> especially when I didn't want to be right so I think right that's sure the real benefit of coaching is you have this accountability partner. Um, so that's what I love. Well, and I think a lot of leaders, you know, unfortunately don't have that. And that's where a coach comes in, uh, the accountability part of it. Plus, I mean, you know, it's always nice to be able to have somebody that you can actually run things by, uh, maybe even, you know, complain a little bit every once in a while. You, sure. know, cause you can't complain down. You can only complain up, um, you know, and, and if you're like at the top level, then then what do you do? Right. right. And, and even even people who are in middle management, sometimes the people who are up don't want to hear it. So uh, it's nice to have someone like you who come in and kind of fill that void and help them to, you know, get over or get past some of the issues that they might be working on. So in private sector now with your business, I mean, um, in terms of, of channels and, 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 and types of businesses, are you working with brick and mortar? Are you working B2B? What are the clients? Uh, what kind of clients are you working with there? So it's a range. It really is. And that's what I love. And I, I, you, you talked in getting a little bit about how kind of maybe left turn some of my career uh, moves were. I consider myself a generalist and I love the tech technical folks. So it, it's really fun for me to connect with, um, you know, I would say I have had a lot of experience with established corporations, uh, big ones like Boeing, you know, talk about huge industry, very complex and, you know, important to uh, important in their connection to their safety, their, um, their reputation, um, how to maintain that and further it. Um, other companies like uh, in entertainment, Warner Brothers, um, and then even just have loved some of the small, you know, tech startup folks. There's so much energy, so much possibility that 
connecting that with coaching is a lot of fun as well. So you have a big wide range of clients that you're really working with big ones, kind of maybe a little bit smaller clients with the new startups and stuff like that. Uh, Warner Brothers, that's interesting. I actually applied for a job there one time, didn't get it. Um, uh, you know, it's OK. You know, probably they made the right move with somebody else. But well, that's fine. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> and look where and look where you ended up, Neil. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, but, but that's Great. hey, you know, yeah. No, I'm fine with it. It's okay. I mean, it was. We'll, we'll talk offline about that interview. It was like crazy. I probably could have used you back then. Um, oh. I know I could have used you back then. Believe me. So. So the leadership uh, type of programs that you're working with and the things that you're teaching people and helping them coach with, can you give us maybe an example of what your process would be with, with a, an executive? Absolutely. It's always love to start with, and this is related to the amazing coaching training I had to start with, you know, who are you? Um, and again, to a song, shout out to the who, uh, anybody want to put that on and just dance around to that and consider there we go. who are, who are you? Who are you? And what I'm what feeling the groove. Yes. See, and I'm not going <laughs> to sing because I like to say I sing like an alley cat, but um, oh. it, it, it was this <laughs> really great song for that. So connecting to who, who that individual is and mm -hmm. most importantly values, because one of the, one of my most favorite learnings is, was around how, you know, if I felt really inspired, sparked, excited about something, it was in line with my values. And when it felt a little dissonant, when there was a little bit of that grading, it was likely because something was out of step with my values. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have a value around efficiency. And if I see a bunch of waste going on around me, it's kind of, it's going to kind of like, you know, get to me. And recognizing that, and how to be productive from that is what I really love working with my clients around. Um, again, perspective. And I think, you know, we, humans, we, we make, make things to be sometimes what they are um, instead of seeing them as they really are, right? We're perceiving mm. things instead of um, maybe really able to process them, especially today in every industry, I think, maybe not farming, maybe farming is the one industry. If you're a farmer, you really can take it slow. You can be methodical, but you, and you don't have to be connected to your phone 24 seven. Although my son-in-law, I see him with a, he's a farmer and I see him with a phone in his hand almost all the time. So I imagine, <laughs> you know, maybe even it's gotten to farming, right? We're moving quickly. We have a lot coming at us and being purposeful and being versus just doing, getting into the doing before we determine how we want to be, I think, uh, is also something I really love to work with my clients about. Now, you know, and I would imagine, you know, working with a Boeing or a Warner Brothers, I mean, you're dealing with top level executives. Uh, things are probably moving at like even a faster pace because they're getting it from all angles. They've got, you know, their employees that they have to be concerned with, you know, anybody upline that they have to be concerned, board of directors or investors, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot going on. They have to be on top of it. And uh, so it can become a little bit overwhelming. So how do you help them to, to, to you know, kind of cut through that clutter? So it, it you know, I think uh, that the beauty also of coaching and what I love, I, I started uh, crystallizing a little bit more of a concept around how learning and development 
and and coaching as a component of that offers you not just an opportunity to grow, but an opportunity to rest and reflect. And so getting, you know, working with, with clients around, you know, I, I see these things in front of me um, and, and it, you know, it seems to be this way. Okay. What are the other ways? I really love coaching around, you know, the possibility and the open, the, the open road we can take if we will right. look for it. Right. You know, what if what's possible, um, the, a real intentionality about an approach to every single day and every interaction and then action. Uh, mm-hmm. And then really important around, so, you know, especially coaching um, with government executives, but I, it is the same in business too, as I've learned more with my business clients, you know, this concept of accountability, um, you know, accountability for me, like you, you're going to hold me accountable, Neil, and, and we're good buds and, and that feels okay. But then somebody that I don't know that I feel like I might be a little friend from that's going to try to talk to me about accountability. Ooh, that's not going to be fun at all. I'm not up for that. Right. Instead, you know, talking about accountability with staying away from the blame or judgment, but staying on what are we committed to doing and what are we going to get done? And sometimes we don't know if we'll actually be able to reach that goal. We may have to adjust on the way. I love to talk to my my coaching clients when they, because I had this same feeling. And someone said, okay, are you going to do a strategic plan about that? And I was like, a strategic plan? Oh my gosh, yeah. that sounds less fun than perhaps having a root canal. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but then, let's talk about perspective. Let's take the perspective that a strategic plan can be like planning a vacation. You're going to go to Paris. You're going to plan your flight. You're going to plan your restaurants. Very important restaurants in Paris. You're going to pick the other big things that you're going to do. Now you're going to go to the airport and your flight is delayed. You don't say, you don't just say, oh, vacation's off. I'm not going to do this. You know, same thing with strategic planning and adjusting and staying agile to that is perhaps some of the most important work a leader can do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I, I think sometimes, and maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't, but I, I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate everything, you know, yeah. even on our own business. And we've got to have an app for this and, a, you know, something for that and things that, you know, I, I was writing down some notes from a couple of the podcasts I did where we had maybe a few mistakes and errors. And, I, you know, and I wanted to uh, provide that to our, our team and I say, hey, you know, these are some things you might want to look for when you're going back and doing some editing. And it was like, well, you know, you got to use this app and that app. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time to learn about all this stuff. I mean, I'm like 900 years old. I just want to actually tell you what's going on and get it fixed, you know? So, um, I mean, so I, I see that creating a plan, I think, is super important. The other part of it, though, what you said, and I really agree with, is that you have to be agile enough to be able to make and flexible enough to, to make it because change happens no matter what you're doing. Uh, like the example you gave at the airport and everything, even with business, I mean, from one day to the next, you just never know what's going to happen. Sure. So, yeah, you know, having that plan keeps you on a, on a straight line, you know, but, uh, you know, like we have employees, so you have a, an employee zeal shows, doesn't show up for a few days. Uh, somebody's got to pick up that pace or else you fall behind. So are those kind of things that you're, you're, I mean, obviously that's very simplistic, but are those some sure. of the things that you talk about? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's beautiful too, because so is the the idea for a business, a strategic plan being like a vacation, right? It's super simplifying it, but it gets you into the the kind of, I think, positive headspace as well as just as you said, not overcomplicating it, but doing the hard work that where you really are doing the thoughtful planning approach and thinking about, you know, yeah, the flight could be delayed, but I'll pack some snacks and I'll, you know, grab some water and take a walk and it it will be all right. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's so challenging with, you know, what is expected of our, our modern leader is beyond, I think, what we could have ever imagined, right? Hmm. The world that they navigate. And that's why I, I do just really love to be in partnership with them through coaching. That's awesome. So can you maybe give us an example of maybe a situation that you've been working on in the past or something you're working on right now where you've taken your process and you've actually put it into action to see some kind of really good result? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said this. So, you know, coaches don't just have these kind of, um, or most coaches, coaches I know, don't you just have these kind of rambling conversations where we talk about, you know, it, it, different than therapy, for sure, because we're, ta- we're identifying a gap and getting into action and using tools. So, you know, lots of platitudes around what it means to be a good leader. And sometimes you may be at the point where you're like, okay, do I need a hammer for this or a spatula? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I know that I need a tool. I can't do something. Do, yeah. I, yeah. Um, you know, the difference of I'm going to hang a, hang a picture. I'm going to flot a swat or ooh. <laughs> swat a fly. <laughs> I just totally flipped those words. Whoops. That's okay. That's okay. So I have this, I have a great, uh, uh, interaction with a client who was struggling with a disrespectful employee, hmm. a young, vibrant, n- new leader in the role. She wasn't, a, you know, wasn't a total green leader, but she was new to managing this team and and new to dealing with a, a kind of open confrontation. So we talked about uh, her. We started with her values, where I, I love to start, and a coaching mindset approach to establishing values and norms with her team as well, connecting them to her values and also diving in, coaching her team to understand their values. What gets them out of bed in the morning? I mean, you know, we we go to work for so many different reasons. It's not just to make money and keep a roof over our head. It's Mm -hmm. even if it is, sometimes it's still an extension of our passion because we're doing that maybe for our families or other loved ones. So we explored, you know, really how she wanted to be in relationship with this individual. First and foremost, start with how she wanted to be. And then also how she really wanted it to be for her whole team, because an individual that is maybe disgruntled or disrespectful, there, there are things underneath that. There are underlying beliefs, there are underlying concerns that need to be honored as well. And also establishing that as a leader, no matter what, um, or in a, in a relationship of any kind, we're not going to um, countenance disrespect, open, openly questioning authority or dismissing it even. So she really learned she needed to stand for that while also not seeming like she was going to steamroll the team, right? Um, that was important to her. And that made it very easy to work through the situation, quite frankly. So 
she had, she did end up needing to put the employee on a performance improvement plan. And she worked really thoughtfully using some coaching tools like the grow model is one of the, the ones that coaches, I think usually reach for off the shelf. It's a standard, easy um, process to work through. You know, it's an acronym for goals, reality, opportunities, options, and, and the will, what will we be doing? What will I do? So, and she was very open to this too, which is the other great thing, establishing a coaching relationship with an individual where, you know, uh, you, you have that permission. You can be fiercely courageous with them when they need to hear something that's difficult and they're very open to taking, you know, uh, they're learning from their time, from our time together and doing things. So the employee recognized over the next few months with this transition on the performance plan and all the work that this leader was doing around building this team, strengthening the team. The team had already existed, but new people were coming in. She was adding to it and they were receiving new, new mission, new goals. So, um, the employee eventually recognized, hey, I, I, I don't belong here because she had, I mean, this is shorthand, she had made it curmudgeon proof. And I think uh-huh. the individual really did kind of want to stick in curmudgeon land. And so this yeah. wasn't curmudgeon land anymore. It was um, evident that it was probably time to move on. And the best part was for my client, you know, coming out on the other side with a pride in all of the actions she had taken that um, she had, you know, a new learning around how to, um, you know, we can normalize our differences. You can, I, I can have it, you can really love, you know, chocolate ice cream and I really love strawberry and we have a difference there, but we don't have to go to conflict over it, right? We can work right. through that. And then also that, you know, she, she had a successful, she had through this process also successfully established the ethos of her team. So it was beyond, you know, it was something that gets you out of your chair and dancing, you know, joy to see that kind of thing happen for someone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the solution is moving on, you know, but that's, that wouldn't have been identified unless she went through that process that you just talked about. I love that. That's awesome. Fantastic. So, hey, we're coming to the end of our, uh, fortunately, because this has been very interesting. Uh, any, any fun? Are you having fun? Good. I'm glad you're I having am. fun. Me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with? Um, everybody needs a coach. <laughs> now, everybody doesn't need a coach all the time, and it may not be your time, but I can promise you that a coach or being in a coach-like relationship with someone can really help everyone. I believe that strongly. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Fantastic. And Amy, if any, if anybody in our audience wants to learn more about Amy Parker or find out how you can maybe enlist your services, how would they go about doing that? So right now, while my website is still under construction a little bit, I would love if they would reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am Coach Amy, A-M-Y, L as in LinkedIn, <laughs> Parker. So Coach Amy L. Parker on LinkedIn, and I would be happy to offer a free 30-minute is coaching right for you session for folks that want to reach out to me. 
Outstanding. I think I'll be calling you here real soon. So okay. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic interview. I really appreciate your time. Hey, folks, that's all we have for today. So thrilled you could be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at TitanMediaWorks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all of our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at small, uh, SmallBusinessDelivered.com. Until next time, have a great day. Look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.